Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea. Mike, we both had an opportunity to go to the Kitchen Memorial Auditorium for the Road to WrestleMania WWE live event. It was a pretty full house from what I saw. The stage, the backdrop, everything I thought was quite well done. The ring was nicely set up and the whole setup itself, when you walked right through those those um, curtains into the seating area, you're like, wow. Yep, this is what wrestling's supposed to be. Nice, intimate, full house. You know, a great opportunity and great, uh, great lighting. Creates the aura. The the anybody can talk and say whatever they want with WWE, but they create that big event and that live event aura that makes it special. I mean, they had going into just under six thousand seats were available, and I think they had three hundred and change the day of, as per WrestleTix, and they would have sold that out. They probably could have sold more because they had the one portion that they didn't sell seats higher up on the one side but it was i mean a great show wwe creates uh like i said they create an event atmosphere everybody loved it everybody was into it the way they build the event the way they book the event the way they put it together i mean you just can't beat that to the gets the crap they got it down i mean precise it i mean you can't can't can never take away with the way they do things with their the way they have their house show and the way one thing i love about their house show is the more of the interaction it's tremendous like out signing autographs reminds me of when i was a kid i was there with with uh my son connor my daughter kylie and we're talking i was telling yeah when i was a kid the you know they, they'd come out over on this side this is where the bear man i got you know autographs from like you know tiger jeet singh and on that side yeah i got an autograph from rick flair back in the day and it was like 81 he was facing bobby duncan and uh duncan had hit him with a chair on tv and concussion blah 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 blah. and this was so they're going around the horn with him versus got an autograph there and then it was like oh yeah and uh that side there they had the ramp come out from moscow mania and they came out through that way and it was flair you know it was it was uh well moscow mania the main event was Wahoo mcdaniels versus nikita koloff it was supposed to be magnum ta and magnum had uh been in the car accident so they replaced and Wahoo mcdaniel was in there but it's like, you know, came, came out through there and, you know, it was Rick Flair. And, yeah, Rick Flair wasn't on that show, but uh, previous shows, it was like, they came out that way. It was Rick Flair and Angela Mosca against uh, Dick Slater and uh, Bob Orton leading. It was during the time they did the the uh, bounty angle with Harley Race, right? And stuff like that. And the autographs from different guys uh, back in the day, like I was saying, you know, this guy saw, got autographs, <laughs> you know, and you, you just think back, like, I mean, you know, I've been going to that. I grew up in Kitchener. I mean, going back to 1977 was my first show there. And uh, I was telling them how the ramp came out. I'm positive. I mean, don't quote me on it because it was a long time ago, but the ramp came out. It was Andre versus the Sheik for the U.S. title in the main event. And then you had the, you had, uh, the Kelly Twins versus um, the Crusaders, Billy Red Lions and, and uh, Dewey Robinson. And, as, and then you had, uh, it was Chris Tolis versus Louis Martinez on the show. And there's a... You know, they had the, the midgets then, uh, little people. Or, and it was, you know, pretty, I can remember the, remember that. And that's, you know, that's 77. I was six years old at the time. So, yeah, so we went to, yeah, WWE. It was my birthday weekend. My birthday was on Saturday. And so we went on Sunday for the show. I was like, oh, it's coming. I'm going to go for my birthday. And But you think about all the shows like you had there and the way they had it set up back then. 
you know, I was talking about, you know, going to the show. I went, me and my dad sat there, the only show I went to with my dad up in this area. And it was, uh, you know, it was a WWE. Billy Jack Haynes versus Hercules Hernandez in the main with the, uh, with the it was a chain match. And then you had Killer Bees versus Demolition. But going back to all, like, the, all those WWE shows, they, it was precise. They had it, they had it down then. They have it down now. The way they, they get it going and the way they keep it going, the way they pace it, it's tremendous. I mean, they put on a hell of a show. Yeah, it was my first uh, WWE live event um, outside of Toronto since I think it was 2004 when they were in Oshawa at the uh, Civic Auditorium. Wasn't as good as seats as I had this time. Uh, this was fantastic. I felt really, really close. I was only three rows up from the floor. I, I wouldn't go to the floor. I don't like the floors because I just, you, you have that same level and if some jerk stands up, you know, sign up. You're not in the first three rows. Yeah, it's not worth it to well, you. You know, and I learned that early on, <laughs> going to the Bear Man shows yeah. back in the day, or, or the NWA shows. And it's, I think it was a Bear Man show. I'm like, if I'm not, and I think I had floor seats, and I'm like, I'm not going to see crap. So I went the first level up, like in the the hot the bleachers. Yep. You can see everything. It was perfect, right? Exactly. Yeah. As as is with all shows, the dreaded card subject to change. Um, was my biggest disappointment of the night. Uh, so I'm a big Bray Wyatt mark, big Wyatt fan. Uh, I met him when he was here for the uh, SummerSlam back in 2019, I believe. And he was supposed to do a match with LA Knight. Well, was that who was supposed and to be supposed on that? To, it, as, as much as I didn't want it to be a lights out match, that's what it was advertised as. Yeah. But it was still an opportunity to be able to see Bray Wyatt, right? Yeah. Well, that wasn't the case. Um, so I know. That, so the night starts off with uh, Gunther versus Ricochet in the opening contest for the Intercontinental Title. Um, I believe it was advertised as being Drew McIntyre. I had heard rumors that there were some injuries from the SmackDown event, uh, SmackDown TV show, that caused the change to the live event. So it was like I said, oh, it was supposed to be Drew Bray McIntyre. Hurt? I don't know if Bray, uh, Bray's hurt or Drew's hurt. Um, but it was just interesting to see Ricochet. I like Ricochet. I think he's he's a guy who really should have had more of an opportunity to to showcase himself. Even though he is such a high flyer, he has a good personality. You know, he. It's different he, he, than the other well. guys that hit those just hit spots. Yes, it's different. There's a there's a there's, there's a, me- a method him. to what he does and a psychology to it. Where oh well, I can do this tri- triple lip de loop backflip. Okay, but it doesn't make sense there where Ricochet's stuff lots of times means Very something. Very much so. Uh, I, I just, I've always enjoyed his, his athleticism. I remember him being in NXT and taking on taking on a competitor, and him bouncing from one rope, flying over, and landing on his feet to go nose to nose with the other wrestler. Mm-hmm. I thought that is phenomenal. Yeah. That's where you want your athleticism to come in. That's where you're getting your awe in, and that's where you're getting your ooze from the fans. And it's like, wow, that's somebody who knows how to use it and how to engage the audience well even even back uh, in Lucha Underground as Puma he was Puma in Lucha Underground with okay. Conan and tremendous right even back then he was like, oh. I didn't know who was so and then uh, I think were you with me we went to the Destiny show in Toronto yes. and it was Ricochet was on the show mm-hmm. and, and and I think it was Connor was like that's Puma from my, my son Connor was like that's that's Puma from Lucha Underground and I was like what I'm like crap it is kind of yell right but it's like even then you're like oh this guy's got it you know even uh, lucha underground or you've seen him live mm-hmm. like you've seen him live and you're like oh my god look what he's doing like yeah, yeah it's just good 
Yeah, they did a good job because I didn't know what the main event was supposed to be. I didn't, um, like I said, the the way it was originally for, um, promoted was um, Gunther versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Title. Yeah. So with that being said, it's being your opening match. It ends in a DQ with um, Gunther uh, and Imperium taking uh, shots at Ricochet. Out comes Braun Strowman. Yep. To even to try to even things up. And sets up a six-man tag for later in the evening. See, which I, was fine. Yeah, I was happy with that. I, I didn't mind. know it was a six-man. I, yeah. I thought it was going to be a tag a, team. A two-on-three? I thought it was, well, or just Imperium versus, because Gunther had his match, match, right? It's like, yeah. oh, it'll be Braun and Ricochet, because they've been doing the tag stuff against yeah. Imperium. Exactly. I didn't realize, and I think Connor mentioned, he was going to be six I'm like, what? I'm sitting there going, oh, I hope it's Sami Zayn. You know, because, but it's like, no, well, why would they put Sami Zayn into this type of match, Right. And so, okay, let's, let's see what's, what's going to happen with the rest of the night, right? So then you got Rhea Ripley come out, and she got a huge pop. They love Boy, her. Boy, oh, do they ever love her. And and she she played the audience so well. Hey, you know. ev- everyone loves mo- Mommy. <laughs> they certainly do love Mommy. And boy, did she ever shut them up. And uh, then you had uh, Raquel Gonzalez. And for me, she's just a, a, a another version of um, Dana Brooks. You know, yeah. all muscle, no personality. I now, didn't think of that until you mentioned it. Absolutely. And was, the same, I was like... It's the same type oh, yeah. of posing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all... And so you have nothing there from the personality standpoint. And if you're going to make her a big deal, and I don't mind her being a big deal in the future, because she and Rhea will easily be able to tear it down in the future in a championship match at some point. I can mm-hmm. see them doing it that way because they want to have a top Latino, Latino female, and she fits the build. Literally. <laughs> she, has, she has the attributes. She has the attributes for it. She's a good wrestler. She just needs to work on the personality part of it yep. and really draw in the audience and say, I want to care for you. I want to cheer for you because there wasn't an awful lot of cheer for her. They were even booing her a little. They were, yeah. yeah. Oh, because mommy's so over. Yeah, she's right? just, and the way she, it was just, I, I was surprised at him. Like I'm, and was, like I said, as my son, my son was that was there with me, she, he says, Connor says, "Oh, it's the girl that flexes her back." <laughs> That's it. Absolutely. So, and it was I mean, nice to see Rhea without the the makeup, um, just the, the the regular look. And it's like, yeah, she's I, not I on TV. I didn't get to notice that much because I was in the <laughs> I was in the nosebleeds, which happens to be Connor's favorite seats. He requested them, and I was like, okay, so I guess that's our seats from now on. But I didn't get to see that. So, <laughs> but yeah, so they were good, and then uh, uh, then we go into LA Knight. And it's like, okay, LA Knight, this has got to be Bray Wyatt, because he obviously didn't announce it. Anyway, he gets on the stick, he starts doing the yeah, the crowd does the yeah, and he is just going to be a, a future star. Because he's got, a lot of people say he sounds like The Rock. I think he sounds an awful like Stone Cold Steve Austin in his mannerisms, yeah. his approach and everything, and I love that about him. Yeah, right? not, he, he's, he's not just, The Rock, no. I mean, yeah, no. You're, he's more more that Steve Austin, like when you hear him and the way he interacts with the crowd. Absolutely. And it was just phenomenal the way he worked it. And so out comes Santos Escobar. No disrespect to Santos Escobar. I wanted Bray Wyatt. So be it. I hate to say this, but I said, who? (laughs) I had to ask my son, did you hear who that was? And I'm like, Kylie, my daughter's with me too. I go, did you hear who they announced? Because I'm not sure who this is. No disrespect. It was just, I had no idea who it was. Well, when you don't watch the product regularly enough, you wouldn't have known that he was removed, possibly, from... Uh, Legend of Phantasmo, uh, given the mask by Rey Mysterio, so it looks like they're going to be building him oh, up. Oh, he's as, the guy they 
yeah. gave the mask to okay because it was that was the thing it was i wasn't sure and i mean i watch an awful lot of wrestling don't get me wrong but it, it's hard to keep it straight sometimes keep, keep, to to watch all the wrestling you need to watch because i try to watch the other stuff not just come on here and talk about wwe and AEW like we've talked about every company yeah. i mean there's have we hit on triple a yet no we haven't I, yeah um igor sonovich ontario wrestling manager was telling me they actually stream uh the triple a stuff so on youtube oh really so i'm gonna try to i was like where the hell do you get the AAA stuff? I know the pay-per-views on the stream that I watch. I'm not going to mention because I don't want to take it down. But <laughs> it's for the obscure stuff like MLW and yes. things like that and and, uh, and different things if I want to go back and watch stuff. They, they stream... Uh, like, there were some pay-per-views, I believe, I've seen uh, like that showed up, or their version of like special events. Right. But apparently they have their weekly show on YouTube. Oh, good. So I'm going to start watching that. I do watch an awful lot of wrestling guys. But But anyways. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. (laughs) Segue back here. But uh, the match finishes. LA Knight gets on the stick again. Talks about the the match not going his way. And then out comes Drew McIntyre. Okay, here's a nice surprise. Yeah. So they have their little shtick back and forth. And you're expecting, you know, just the Claymore and uh, what do they call it? What's the the headbutt? The kiss. The uh, Glasgow Glasgow kiss, kiss, right? Um, Or is it the Edinburgh Glasgow kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, they end up having a match. Yeah. And actually, went a lot longer than I was expecting it to. I thought it was going to be a couple moves and done, but they actually went lo- much longer than I thought they would. Uh, I don't know if it was because of the weather issues we had uh, in the week uh, leading up to the weekend. There maybe some additional people were supposed to be on the roster weren't. Hard to say. Um, but I really enjoyed L.A. Knight's performances in both matches. He's gold. Drew McIntyre. I can't wait to see him in a title picture again because he is... He was over with the crowd as well. Oh, yeah. He they was very loved engaged. loved his music hit. Absolutely. You know, and, and like you, you were talking about, like like you said, L.A. Knight. Guy's gold. Yeah. Man, that guy is gold. He is... He has it. You know, he, he's... He was there before. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do much with him. And that's when he left and did his thing. That's right. I just... He's gotten so good. And I think maybe he's gotten so good by going to those other promotions. But, I mean, he's had it all along. Yeah, it's just, just give them the opportunity, right? Yeah, you have yeah. to give somebody the opportunity to be able to, to, to grow. And to fine-tune and know what you're doing. Exactly. You know, the, the, the original shtick they had for him wasn't ever going to work for him. Well, and So the fact that he's got what he has now, that's what's going to work, and that's what's going to drive him forward. And that's what you get with guys coming from indie wrestling instead of, instead of the performance center. Mm-hmm. They get good. They get good on the mic. And you can see guys like even in, over in AEW that are good on the mic, MJF, uh, Ethan Page guys like that they can get they came through the indies and they learned it and honed their craft they, they lived it yeah where it where it's the performance center they're down there it's not like line it's like yeah. no, you know they give them lines they've got to work they want them to be actors yeah. where they learn their character and they're more um it was it the character actor like when it comes to pro wrestling, they're 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 not actors, but they can get into that that role and they can do that. Like like you said, like an Ethan Page or an MJF. Absolutely, and then we run into the second women's match of the night. We have Charlotte versus Shayna Baszler. I love Shayna Baszler. Yeah, I, I think she's a fantastic, legitimate worker. I'd love to have her have a mouthpiece. I wouldn't mind having somebody come in and be her manager, because that's what she's missing. Yeah. Because she can work like the devil, she can basically sell. You know, Charlotte was 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 giving her um, work the audience well, but it's just that's the the only thing that's holding her back from being a, a main star. She, she could be a Paul Heyman girl, absolutely, you know, something like that. Because I mean, right now that was what they used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't, 
that missing a little something to that ability to talk, they'd stick someone with you mm -hmm. until you got that, yeah. or to just you've got everything else. That's your mouthpiece, and they then you could you could learn from them, or he could carry you through that stuff. You know, and now I mean, what manager they, in WWE do they really have? Well, they've I got mean, there's, so you got Paul Heyman with the Bloodline. Yeah, you've got what's your name with, with the models. The models, you've got uh, Alistair Black's wife with Phantasmo. Um, oh yeah, she, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but they don't have. They really don't. They don't have. have any, they don't have a true manager. And and that or, stands yeah. out. I would have forgot that Black's wife, yeah. Alistair Black's wife, was there. You no, know, I'd love to see Vicky Black. Guerrero come back. Um, her contract. They, uh, she asked for her contract not to be renewed by AEW. Yeah. So hopefully she comes back to the WWE and finds a way to be a manager there because it's a, an art form that is sorely missed. Yeah. Right? Because that's one of the things growing up that I loved. I loved the Heenan family. Mm -hmm. I was a big King Kong Bundy fan. I didn't like it when he was Jimmy Hart. I loved it, it when he was with Bobby fit. Heenan. It didn't, didn't fit, fit at all. No. Well, you look at guys, I mean, back in the day, you had Gary Hart, manage mm -hmm. a number of guys, uh, you know, Kabuki Al Perez, you name it, like make them something, you know, Sir Oliver Humperdinck, J.J. Dillon, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Jim Cornette, mm -hmm. you know, one of the greatest ever, him and, and next to, you know, next to Bobby Heenan, you know Jim Cornette and uh, J.J. Dillon, they put them with those guys to like make them something like Condry and Eaton, mm -hmm. tremendous workers on the mic. Mm, you yeah. know uh, Condry could talk a little bit because he'd been around a while, but it was perfect putting Jim Cornette with those guys. Yeah. You know it's you you need that those managers to add that something even mm -hmm. if you can talk. Look at the Horseman. Would the mm -hmm. Horseman have been the Horseman without J.J. Dillon? That's right. You know so I mean they, they, you know they got that performance center. Start getting some managers out there. So we're going to the intermission. We come back from the intermission. And we have Rich Holland from the Brutes, the Brawling Brutes, against uh, Cruz del Turo from Legends de Fantasmo as the uh, warm-up, uh, the next match in the second half. So the first match in the second half. Uh, it was a good match. Uh, they did well. You know, they, I think they would did a a, um, a solid job performing. Well, it's that match you put the popcorn match, right? Yep. So you want to make sure people are. You don't you don't want to miss anything. Exactly. I might have put that one as the, as the second match versus the the first match after the intermission, uh, because the next match was Solo Sokoa and Kevin Owens. Yeah. And that would have been a great start to your second half. I don't know because I'll, you want those guys when they're using the washroom, getting their popcorn True. chips and stuff. You don't want them to miss that kind of a match because you want them to remember when you're booking that you want you want those guys when they give them that time to come back. Not that they're gonna. Not that it's a bad match, mm -hmm. but you don't want to miss anything important. You know, it's almost like doing the second show. Right. So it, fair it's, enough. It's but it but it you know it'd be if they're back mm -hmm. like if, if this is like pay per view. Man, that's that's or, or in any show, that's the match you want to come back with because you want to get them started hard. That's right. And then you had your six man main event. You had Imperium versus Ricochet, Braun Strowman, and Drummond Priest, Sami Zayn. Yeah. And boy, did the house pop for that. The, the roof came flying off of the auditorium as uh, his music hit, and man, everybody was going crazy. You could tell how appreciative he was of yeah. everybody's response for him. They, they blew up for that guy like crazy. I mean, that was, a, was that not a, like a fantastic. huge prop? It was fantastic. Know? And then after the match was done, all three faces stayed around ringside, high-fiving, taking pictures, yeah. thanking people. Um, Sam even came right over to our side of the back of the stage there. I got him on video and uh, a picture of him. 
it was just fantastic to see you know that that audience participation after the match and thanking them for for their their attendance because at the end of the day if you're not appreciative of the effort that people are taking their hard-earned money to come and see you you're not doing it right right it takes 30 seconds that's one of the things that i should have mentioned earlier when we we're talking about the charlotte shana match um, at the end of it, Charlotte did the same thing. She went around the ring, taking pictures, doing autographs and that. I, I couldn't believe that that was Charlotte Flair because I had a yeah. totally different take on her. I did not see her as being that kind of performer. Well, that's the thing I got sidetracked before talking about fan interaction when I started talking about the shows I've been to at the Kitchener Auditorium. Mm -hmm. Every time I go, it brings back memories. But that's what I love about that house show atmosphere because everything back then was a house show. Like there were so many house shows. They were running three a night. Right. And and like the Bear Man stuff was never on TV. So they were all house shows. Uh, Made Atlantic, that was there were house shows, right? Um, that different type of interaction, the autographs, the it, meeting them, them signing pictures or seeing them as they're, you, you'd, you'd wait around the side there and they'd be coming out mm -hmm. and, and, and you'd get autographs or high fives or that kind of stuff, right? It's like, it brings back those memories of the house shows where there is that interaction. You can't do it on pay-per-view or raw on that because we got that time timer. You got six and a half minutes. Go That's get right. that match done six and a half minutes. We need you in the back by sit, you know, or whatever the time frame is. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was a great show. Looking forward to going to another show at the auditorium, uh, and I'm also looking forward to going to a show in Toronto again, and maybe even going to a uh, an ROH show, an AEW show, or another uh, bigger named independent show, because they they always seem to put on a great performance in uh, southwestern Ontario and help anywhere here in southern Ontario. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing when they come here. Like, I don't know when ROH you would think they'd come back. ROH and uh, they always did well at was it Ted Reeve? Yep, Ted Reeve's and, Arena. You know, um, and and that's the thing. And it's like, and and for everybody else that's out here, I post on my Facebook about you know indie wrestling and supporting indie wrestling, and I always say support it because there are some great independent shows out there in pretty much anywhere you're listening. Most of our listeners are probably from Ontario. Um, in Ontario here, I mean, you take a look, you know, Demand Lucha is filling houses with different show, with different names, not the names you see everywhere else. CW, uh, Crossfire Wrestling, uh, Crystal Plaza promotion down there, filling the place, great fan base, great old school stuff. Uh, you know, Destiny Wrestling, I haven't seen the new new shows, but the, the old ones that they had with George running them, tremendous. We went to them. Mm -hmm. Great, great shows. Um, you know, like, and, and Greek Town Wrestling, he's bringing in some names, doing some, like, fans are talking nothing but good things about it with uh, Channing Decker. Yeah, Decker. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, tremendous shows like that. So, you know, you basically get that interaction we're just talking about, and you get all, not a bad seat in the house in these places. Mm -hmm. Almost a ringside seat. Well, the, the thousand people had, they had on the floor of the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium, I would love to draw that at my shows. Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, you know, we did draw a thousand in Kitchener. That's right. Of course, but thank the, you, Rock and Rumble. That's right, Rock and Rumble in Kitchener, and I would, you have basically that at every at every independent event. Twenty bucks to what? For you know, thirty-five, forty dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, the low-end ticket. You know, fifteen, fifteen to probably thirty. Right. I think Channing's uh, with Greek Town is thirty-two, thirty-four dollars, something like that. But for that amount of money, where you see people on the floor spending, what was it, a hundred and you know, where you have that at every show, and you get to see guys that are coming in, like like who's he brought in, like Greek Town, they mm -hmm. brought in, was it Rob Van Dam? Um, they're bringing in Homicide, they brought in 
Yeah, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart uh, was at the man at the man Yep. You know, uh, tremendous. You know, names, you, old school names. You can get that autograph and you have that interaction. Absolutely. You know, so spend that. You know, you want to spend that money on the WWE stuff. You know, go to the Ontario Indie Wrestling page. Go check out Indie Wrestling in your area. Like, find. There's got to be pages. We're not the only. Ontario is not the only one smart enough to have those Facebook pages. Got to be for New York and all these others, other spots. Find them. Go support your local stuff. The guys you'll see on there, old stars, upcoming stars, guys still on TV, just off TV, you won't be disappointed. You've been listening to Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea.